0: Welcome to the Team Rygate Pilgrim podcast. Provoked by lockdown and social distancing, we'll be using this platform to keep the community up to date on Team Rygate developments and engage with students, teachers, parents, and alumni with regular features. Getting under the skin of what it takes and means to be a great Rygation. Welcome to episode four of the Team Rygate Pilgrim podcast. Um, since we've last recorded um, and put out an episode, there has been an awful lot of news. Um, some fantastic, some less so. Uh, and we have a little bit more an idea of what the next few weeks may hold for us, particularly around the education of our year 10 and 12 students. And I suppose. For us involved in sport, we have some fantastic news where we have um, some Premier League football on the horizon, some on free air television, which is a fantastic addition. We have uh, many of our students already playing some golf and tennis with their families or at their clubs. Um, We know that our friends Boom Tennis at Red Hill Tennis Club, for instance, have managed to get some sessions up and running. And Also, our new partners, Patterson Golf Club, have um, reserved some tea times for members of our community particularly our younger golfers who we just started to introduce to the sport so they can play with their families so lots going on and both in the team Rigat world well, and in the wider world that gives us a lot more optimism than we've had for weeks um, I know that some of our athletes um, from within school back training I saw a recent tweet from GB Pentathlon which featured um, two of our female students Eva and Gabby who were training hard there I know Izzy in year 11 has been training and doing some fundraising with her British Triathlon Academy. And I've had some fantastic emails from a lot of our community, actually, who've really got into their running. There's a lot who've been um, mountain biking very keen. An email I got this morning for regarding Felix in year eight, who's 25 kilometers a day, and doing some quite technical trails on the mountain bike. So It's fantastic to hear. And please do share with us. any new passions, any uh, fundraising efforts, anything different you've been doing to keep active during this time, because we, we really do enjoy hearing from everyone. Um, with regards to the recent government announcement, I'm recording this on Friday the 29th, so obviously Boris spoke yesterday on the 28th about people from different households being able to meet up, and we're currently waiting on Sport England and DCMS guidelines and exactly what that means for... Uh, grassroots sport and within that our position is school sport. I can also update you that we've definitely had some inquiries already about Hartswood whether people can use it or not. Our current position is that Hartswood is shut um, and this is likely to remain the case until at least June the 15th um, when school starts to reopen in some form. We're currently just looking at ways where we may be able to open up to the community um and just look at new protocols and ideas of how we can do that safely um, and within the guidelines and to add value to our community um, before we go on a, a, a summer holiday, which seems a strange thing to say um, when we've barely left home for a couple of months. Um, on Hartsford, I just want to use this quick news section to give you a couple of updates. And there we have a new member of the Leading the Grounds team down there who's, who's done a fantastic job to start with. Um, and I'm sure you'll meet him when we return. We have taken this opportunity to do a few upgrades around the site. Just lots of maintenance, some new doors, some upgrades in the toilets, um, lots of decorating you'll see. Um, and also a general tidy up around all the grass areas. And the groundsman's recent product has been to uh, just short of relay, but certainly some very significant upgrades to the cricket square's on the main field, which is fantastic. It rules them out until April next year, but we're very comfortable thereafter. We'll have two good squares. And the ground staff led by Mr. Stannard have also been working really hard to try and solve some of the issues that caused the disruption and flooding um, in the winter just gone, so that we try and season proof ourselves a little bit better. We're we'll obviously time and only tell how effective that's been, but certainly Hartswood is not just gathering dust, and the staff down there have done a sensational job in making sure that when we are able to return um it will be in as as good a condition as certainly in my short period of time I've seen it just lastly for me um over the next four weeks what I'd usually look to produce is the practice timetable for the autumn term I'm afraid you might have to bear with me on that a bit obviously we don't know exactly what we are or are not going to be able to do from September we probably have Four or five plans that we're working on at the moment, varying from a complete change to not much competitive sport between schools, but something within school with social distance sports to what we exactly we had last year. Which, to be honest, we probably think is less likely. Whatever it is, um, our plan for the next academic year is to make sure that no student misses out on what they would consider their major sport to be, and we will definitely be looking and using this opportunity to be creative and look at more opportunities for variants through both our week to week sport, our extracurricular sport, and our Saturday sport. Um, if anyone's got any ideas, please do share them with me. And if anyone wants any more thoughts on where we currently are, please do ask. Um, but I promise you, I know and we know as a school no more than you do. Right, that's enough for me for the moment. A bit of a longer news ramble than usual, it's time to introduce our guests for this week, um, which are the fabulous Bates family. Um, I'll introduce more as we open the feature, but I hope you enjoy. So today's feature is slightly different to what we've done previously, where we are in conversation with the Bates family who, as many of you may know, have three students in the school, currently in Year 7 with Ella, Year 9 with Tommy, and Year 12 with Jess, and Jess next year is our head girl. Also, uh, Tizzy and Chris are very involved in the Ryagate community, very supportive of the school, not just the sport, but of every part of it, as we discuss, actually, in the feature. And Chris is an old boy who also has a Cambridge Blue for rugby. So a real um, interest in the school both current and past, but also really interesting to converse about uh, the experiences of uh, the school sort of through the seventies and eighties, and now where we are in twenty twenty, and maybe what we can learn from that period of time. Also, really interesting to discuss with both Tizzy and Chris uh, and the students about how they find balancing all the elements of. Of school life obviously we are an incredibly busy school and these three students are incredibly busy people who demand a lot of themselves and have the potential to be pulled in various different directions so really interesting to get under the skin of of how easy or difficult that is or what challenges and and in those conversations there really are some brilliant um tips for for future irrigations and for young irrigations but also I'm sure through Chris and some stories and some memories um, for alumni who who went on previous Jersey trips or Canada trips who I'm sure hold very fond memories. Um, I hope you enjoy. So as I said in my slightly hyped up and cringy preamble, today we have um, a family of guests, actually, for the first for the Team Rydergate Pilgrim podcast. And as I said before, the family um, has been chosen because we've got current students, um, future head girl, um, an RGS legend um, in Chris, but also people who are just um, are really engaged in so many aspects of school life It would be brilliant for us to get their views on, and as I say, all aspects of school Mm -hmm. and the wider community. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Mr Cooper, who's going to um, lead on the questions.
1: Afternoon all. Uh, Team Bates, lovely to have you with us this afternoon. Um, I guess we'll we'll, we'll jump straight in. Um, Why Rygate? I know you went there, Chris, but why Rygate for your kids? Or Tizzy?
2: Um, I think in some ways it was... You know, it was an obvious choice. we would moved back to Rygates from living in London. I'm not from this area, but obviously Chris is. Um, so yeah, it was an obvious choice, but we did look at other schools as well. So that whole it's the teacher in me about, you know, matching the, the child to the school and the school to the child. So we did look at other schools, but certainly um, you know it was the one that made the biggest impact. Jess went there and absolutely loved it. And yes, the others have followed although we didn't didn't desperately need them all at the same school. They're at different prep schools. Because those are the schools that suited them. um But you know, once Jess was there and we could see what the school was giving her, then it, it did become a much more, a much clearer choice really for the other
1: two. Do you think it's a different experience having two girls and a boy? Do you reckon it's experience, does the experience for both of them is different, or is it very similar?
2: I think it's different for all three of them because they're pretty different characters, I and mean, they've got some broad similarities, but the way they approach work and school and sport is really different for all three of them, actually. So, yes, there's a girl-boy difference, but actually I think all three of them are quite different.
1: Chrissy, is it something that you're... It sits comfortably, are you proud that they go to the same school that you went to?
3: To answer you, it's a bizarre thing to say. I hadn't really thought about it until the first day I took Jess in and I walked across the playground and much to her embarrassment, I had my yellow fluorescent cycling jacket and my Brompton bike. And then Mr. Russell was waiting at the door. And obviously, he goes, All right, Batesy. And then we have a chat for about two or three minutes. And I realized the little girl next to me is getting more and more nervous. I haven't actually taken her into the hall <laughs> where she's supposed to be going. And walking out, then I thought, Struth, she's going to the same school I went to. And I've got to say, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been great coming back. The school's obviously an incredibly different place. Um, obviously, it was uh, just all boys up into the sixth form when I was there. So obviously, I think a co ed education is a great thing. As I've been in that system all the way through in a co-ed school, boys and girls at home, I think it really suits them.
1: Kids, what about you? How did you feel about going to the same school as your dad? Is it something that you were excited about, or were you a little bit nervous? I mean, Jess, you were number one, I suppose.
2: Yeah, like the same as
4: dad. I didn't really realise it until I was actually there, and then coming home and talking to dad. Like some of his teachers are still there now, and were there on like my first day, and then. It's, it is i actually really like it because when we talk to dad about stuff at school he's like oh is this is that near here or is it near here and like it's quite nice i like it and our uncle went there as well so it's like a, yeah quite a
1: lot of what about you tommy obviously being a boy same similar sort of experience to what your dad is uh or you're going through that your dad did what about you how do you feel about it uh
5: it's quite like Seeing him on, like, the board and, like, the pavilion, I find it quite weird in a way because he's, like, rugby captain and cricket captain. Yeah, thanks so. so, like, <laughs> for So it's always, like, Booster Phil in a way.
1: No but... yeah. pressure then.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Ella, obviously, you've just, you know, the, the the new fish, as it were. How how did you feel? Is it, you know, a bit old news? The impact of, of going to the school had been lost on you a bit because you've been there so many times because the, uh, your brother and sister have been there? I
6: mean I I can't do my
1: way
6: around already because they
1: all, they all, they'd already told me lots about it, so not really a big change for me. Cool. I mean, uh, Chris, what what would you say would be uh, your top memories of your time at Rygate?
3: Well, obviously, uh, I'm very lucky to made a few great lifelong friends, which is the, the main output of the school. But from specific memories, it was inevitably probably some of the tours. So lower down the school, we you know, went on a rugby tour to Swanage in the under 13s. That was our sort of first trip away. Um, I went on three. The, the senior tour then used to be the Jersey. And I went on that in the fifth form, lower sixth and upper sixth. And they were just a fantastic 10 days out in Jersey, effectively playing Victoria College every single day under a different name. <laughs> but it was just a fantastic tour. Uh, and then obviously Canada used to be the big rugby trip. And so quite luckily for us, we had the Canadians over here in my fifth form. I went there in my lower sixth, and I don't know if you've been out there, to, there Dougie, but the trip to semi used to be a used to be a fantastic assembly, in the whole no, it's school... It's pretty this.
1: folklore now.
3: Yeah, that assembly was literally, I get goosebumps even now, telling, you know, they they chant and sing and get everyone going before the game. And then in my upper sixth, they came back over here on tour. Then I had a year off travelling, and I ended up in Vancouver with three mates from the Grammar, getting, staying with the same blokes that had been billeted... Here in the fifth form, there in the lower sixth, here in the upper sixth, and then back over there on my year off. So you know, those tours stand out. And then Martin Russell, the year we finished our A levels, took about 35 of us, all leavers, on a PGL trip to the Ardesh Valley. I mean, five days canoeing down the valley. A lot of knowing smiles there from you two. Uh, uh, we, we had a, we had four, four or five days uh, canoeing down the Ardesh Valley camping on the side and then we had four or five days on the south coast sailing and it was just a brilliant way to finish off what i had a brilliant seven years at the school just fantastic trip
0: i think it's funny that you mentioned the um taking leavers on tour because that's what we talk about obviously with the rugby tours take leavers it's something that brings me out in hives the thought of it i think Ah. (laughs) (laughs) taking groups of leavers away who we then have we have nothing over anymore
3: (laughs) um
0: that yeah anyway that's probably for another day I'd
1: have thought yeah no yeah. I mean obviously your highlights have been both uh based around sport primarily um kids kids just bringing it back to you what about so far for you what have been your highlights uh just obviously entering your uh upper sixth year sh- soon um what, what are your thoughts or your highlights you've had over your sort of six and a bit years so far
4: Um, I think like mainly for me it's the people that I've met like whether that be like my friends or like even the staff and I think especially as you get older through the school you like integrate with other year groups more and it's almost like you wouldn't necessarily think that you would be friends with someone two years below you but playing like netball with them like I I really like that and it's I think for me my like greatest memories from the school so far because i'll make some more next year but it's literally different things i've done with different people and like we've all done new things together and yeah i've loved it
1: brilliant what about you tommy
4: um was
5: well, in terms of highlights yes. Yes. yeah uh definitely both the cricket tours i got to go on to jersey i went in first year and in second year luckily. and they were both just like amazing experiences because i got to like just staying in a hotel with your mates just like mucking around like in the hallways and stuff just like that sort of thing and then like playing the same people like because obviously like victoria college and then then the jersey side which is half of the victoria college lads and just that sort of thing just and like by the end we knew like we have to get this bloke out or whatever like the one bloke he got
1: got 100 yeah (laughs) so you nearly got him out Yeah. 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 yeah what about you ella um it's
6: like at my primary school we didn't really do like I mean, like, opportunities to do things, but like we do so much more sport and it's like, especially in netball, like you just get, we play matches like, every week and like sometimes two a week and it's like trainings every week and it's just a lot
1: more fun. Yeah. yeah. And the added structure of coming to secondary school, you just that you experience so much more, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tizzy, obviously not, not being part of the Rygate community before you had, you had children. Yeah. Um, what would be your your highlight so far whether it be you know what you've experienced with, with Chris or uh, since you've had had kids
2: um I mean certainly meeting Chris and sort of the friends that he's got That's from. School- <laughs> that was not the highlight um meeting Chris <laughs> and all his sort of mates from school you know that was very very clear that they had really good friendships um you know our, our best man was one of his mates from school we go skiing with two families um of people he was at school with so you know, they, they do have that really sort of strong sense of community and, and and stay friends kind of forever. And and in terms of the school, I just think just all the opportunities, all the things they can do. I and mean, I've, I've been a teacher for years, but, you know, they there's so much they can do. It doesn't matter what it is you like. But, the, you know, the chance to do that is that it doesn't have to be sports. It can be if you want to work for charities, you want to be on the stage, music, whatever. So whatever your thing is, you can actually do it there. And I think that's really important. Our kids happen to like sport. I actually did loads more music when I was at school, but I can't persuade them. Um, but it's like, you know, that's okay. It's whatever you want to do, you will get the opportunity to do it at the school.
1: It's one thing I think that we're always impressed with as teachers is that the students seem to be able to branch out into so many different avenues and also find time for so many different things. I mean, we've got numerous students that take part in A-Team sport, are in the drama productions, are a high level music performer. And they're just the, the three sort of you know, big extracurricular things that go on. There are many more uh, things that students get up to. And we're just always sort of uh, a little bit taken aback as to how they organise themselves so well. Yeah. Um, Overwhelming
2: which... sometimes. You realise how busy they are. And they do get really busy. And that's something that they have to look out for. And, and as parents, you have to sort of keep a little bit of an eye on because there are times because they do have to do a bit of schoolwork as
1: well along the way. Yeah, yeah um, it creeps up every now and yeah,
2: again, doesn't so, it? So, you know, you have to they have to manage it. You know, you can't manage it for them, but you need to just be a bit mindful of, of what's going on and what's coming up.
3: But also, I actually think two of the highlights for me are, are things that kids have not been involved in. We went and saw Lay Mis
2: yeah, <clears throat> earlier on this amazing. year,
3: which we thought was fantastic. And we saw one man, two governors a couple of years ago. Yeah. And like none of ours were involved in it. But it was just it's like going to see a proper production. And we'd seen both of those in the West End. And for me, actually that as I've never done it, you always look at people doing stuff that you've never done. You're slightly even more in awe as to how they can do how the, how on earth they do that. So both of those productions for me yeah, are actually probably one of the highlights.
1: I know, it's definitely something that when I joined the school, although it be, you know, a fair while ago, every year the productions the drama department put on a, are always highly impressive. And uh, you know every year I I try and make an effort to to get there, but. Uh, my, my daughter's, funnily enough, taken in, uh, an interest in, in drama now, um, so I've been off, uh, you know, Leatherhead Theatre seems to be my second home watching her uh, dance and sing and stuff. So it's I'm sure it's uh, if, if if that is the journey she decides to go down, then uh, I can't wait for her to be involved in something like that at the school.
0: We should mention that Mr. Cooper has also done a couple of TikTok dances and routines during this period of lockdown. I think we may have seen one. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I've
1: got them all. On my <laughs> The things you do for your kids, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of brings me quite nicely onto. Uh, so, how how do you find that you've um, you supported your kids the best? So, what what advice would you would you give parents going into the similar stage of uh, their lives as as you are in? How would you support your kids the best?
3: Well, we are certainly no experts. Um, but I just say, help them pursue their interests. Uh, in a way, I've always said it's like you throw everything on the water, throw all the bread on the water, and you hope they're going to bite at something. And so, you know, we threw them into a sport and we had them swimming. They were doing dance. They were doing drama. They, they tried music instruments over the years. They've tried different sports. They've tried tennis, blah, blah, blah. And they've gradually settled down to things that they like at this stage. But I still think, as well, at this stage, I'm a bit of an encourager for still trying new stuff because you never quite know what you don't know what you're going to like until you've tried it. Uh, and so it's really just supportive, and we try to be supportive without being pushy. Uh, and that's, I think, someone's quite a hard line. And especially as a sports person, it's incredibly easy when you're watching. It's the easiest thing in the world to why well, you doing know, this. Every, every sport is easy when you're not playing it yourself. But I can also remember when I was their age the dad on the side eye that just shouted i can even remember their names now that used to irritate the hell out of me so encouraging I mean, I what you mean yeah encouraging <laughs> encouraging shouting or encouragement uh but just aimless stupid shouting i try and avoid at all costs
1: I, I i put it down to venting now it's just that they you know <laughs> yeah. obviously being in this not a parent uh position but the coaches i see all the time from uh colleagues from uh, from Rygate from other schools on the sideline most of the time the instructions they bark and are, are not for the kids it's just them trying to get offload what's in their head Yeah. yeah. Um, because most of the stuff that goes on the sideline gets ignored anyway yeah. yeah
2: and I think you know you've coached I, I coach sport at the start of my teaching career I don't anymore but I always believe that if someone's giving up their time and it's usually the weekend or their time after school you know they're in charge so let them get on with it. And if you've got something to say, you know, wait until the end of the game. But it, that is hard. And I think in terms of sort of supporting them, it's it's about encouraging them. But try not to micromanage them and let them try things and help them to be organised. But ultimately, they have got to look for themselves. You know, are they in a team? Where do they need to be? When? Um, what kit do they need? You need know, you need to help them with that. But it is up to them. They've got to start to learn to do that from, you know, from the first year. And they need to learn how to do that for themselves it's not easy it gets complicated um there's quite a lot of kit sharing goes on in this family um but you know they do so with other
3: families. yeah and with other families <laughs> but
2: you know they do get there they have to learn that's part of what we're trying to help them to do so <clears throat> it's encouraging but not hovering over them and just saying okay well if you've forgotten that piece of kit then tough or you'll have to borrow it off somebody but i'm not bringing it in so it's that kind of you know trying to help them to help themselves
1: so, Jess, I mean, oh, you, oh, being the eldest, did you give Tommy any advice? And, Tommy, did you give Elliot any advice when they were when they were about to start?
0: I thought you were going to say, Did you give Tommy any kit? I was worried <laughs> what Tommy was yeah. saying.
6: No, we can still share a couple
1: uh, of
0: schools, like, so a yeah. kit, we can share. A white top's the same. White <laughs> top,
1: blue
2: tops, yeah.
4: socks. Go on, Jess. Um, I think I said to Tommy, I said to Ella as well just get involved in everything because as like mum and dad have said our school offers so much and it's like oh you think you might like this but then our primary school like our prep school didn't offer like everything that our school offers and you meet so many new people doing different things so like I have like I think I have like, different friends for like different parts of like my school life and I think that's really important um so I would just said that to Tommy and then obviously Ella as well just get involved in as much as they could and then they'll find their, their friends and they'll find their thing
1: is there any sort of uh, tips that e- any of the kids w- would give if people were about to start the Rygate journey on whatever stage that um maybe you didn't know once you when you started the school
4: well i i'd say um Firstly, like don't actually worry because it's, it's it seems like a really big school, but once you're there, it's really not that big. Like it's obviously there's a lot of pupils, but walking around school, everyone feels like you know everyone because everyone's just a familiar face after a couple of weeks. Um, and for me, because I had we had such a small primary school, it was so nice. After a couple of weeks, after seeing people, that it felt felt more like normal and less scary. But it, it can be quite intimidating, I think, to see this like big school with loads of people who are good at loads of different things. But you'll find your thing you're good at, and you'll find your friends, and it's not that
2: scary. And this helps. Yeah.
1: Um, Chris, just just going back to your experiences that you had when you were at school, is there anything that happened in the RGS of old time that you think we could learn from or we could uh, borrow ideas from in, in our current Situation, not necessarily COVID time, but you know what we do um in 2020, 2019.
3: Uh, we, I was quite fortunate in that a couple of years above me, there was a very good uh, in the sporting uh, sense. There was a very good year. They won the Rosslyn Park under 13s in that the early 80s or whatever, and they were always often held out as the as the benchmark within the school. And so it was quite helpful having some role models. There's a guy called Steve Pilgrim I ended up. I think he played England A fixture at fullback. And uh, um, he was kind of someone all the way through up until the sixth form. I don't think he sadly stayed for the sixth form. That He would kind of set training drills. And we'd all kind of, because it was him, we'd all follow and do it. And then something that was a, basketball used to be quite a big thing back at the school. Uh, Then we had, most age groups had a basketball team. Once again, Martin Russell used to run a preschool basketball club. It was eight o'clock in the school gym. anyone from the upper sixth to the first, I think second year you had to really come into it. But second year to upper sixth, you just did some shots, some practice, and then you played five on five rolling bench. Each side had someone from the second year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth form. And you played for 40 minutes every morning. And most of us would do it at least three times a week. But it meant you got to know other people across the age groups in a team environment. And so, you know, when you're in the second year, you, you, the guys in the fifth form and sixth form would look out and help you and get you involved and the rules were manipulated that we could all be involved but it it, it helped bring the, the age groups together and i think particularly when you had some good role models within the school uh, those role models were used very effectively with the younger people because you wanted to be like x or y or z yeah
1: it gives you the kids aspirations to sort yeah. of strive and become them no no i think that's that's yeah. that's good advice um Mr Woodbridge, is there anything that you wanted to add to uh, what we've done so far?
0: I suppose I was curious about the what you see as the next phases for sort of the school, but in this case, the sport, I suppose, with where your best interests are and in what you see the next phase of development looking like or what you'd like to see, I suppose, both from parents and kids who are currently, especially, I suppose, with Edda and Tommy, have got such a distance to travel through, what opportunities they'd like or Refinements we can make. Be as candid as you want, please. It's a brilliant chance for us to to learn, really. Any other sports you'd like to play? Or... I
4: like
5: I uh, over the like quarantine lockdown thing. I've started like, like a bit of basketball in the garden. Cause we've got a hoop, luckily. So like just like I really like basketball, and like I think it'd be quite cool to have like a basketball team. Like just like like what Dad was saying, like with the like before school thing. But I don't know how many I like. How much interest there'd be, but like that sort of thing I I thought sort
0: of looked quite like fun. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great idea. And I think with interest, a bit like Chris, you described, I think there's an appetite for like play. So yes, basketball will be our vehicle, but really it's quite chaotic fitness and play.
3: Yeah.
0: Mentally, rather <laughs> than it being like running around cones or
3: yeah yeah.
2: And it's that balance, isn't it, between, yeah, sort of participation, just letting getting loads of people involved, and then for those who are particularly good at sports sort of pursuing that talent, and it's somehow, you know, trying to do both is hard, and it's really time-consuming. But I think, you know, they like to be good at a sport, but they also just like to play, you know, something that they're not so good at. That's a really good experience, to not be good at something and actually have to, you know, learn by trial and error to get a bit better. What do you want to say about netball?
6: Um... Well, I, I like, we like I the older girl, like when Jess plays netball, like when we went to Dubai and we saw her and our friends play netball, like, it's like when Dad used to do the basketball, like, it'd be fun to, like, mix the ages because, like, we just, it's very, like, we mix, like, seven, 7 and 8 and then, like, year 9 and 10, but, like, we never really mix, like, above that and, like, beyond that, so it'd be cool to, like, for everyone to play together.
3: Yeah, so what, one of the things that we, we've done at the cricket club that at Rugged Priory is where you often get some of the, the, the better uh, younger lads in the club, they come down and help and they coach some of the better players in the junior sides and the, the rapport they often develop is, is good. And they'll often listen, you know, particularly, it's different for teachers to dads, but they'll often listen to the, the young lads more than they'll listen to one, either me or one of the other dads just do, doing the coaching. So I think that, that sort of sports mentoring thing within the school with the role model and sort of direct involvement in sessions not just look There, so and so he's really good why don't you get like him you know, you, you know get someone coming down and saying no,
1: is that simple yeah. yeah exactly
3: yeah so um you know what you know, come down right you run a 20 minute session or you know just do a skills session at a lunchtime in the gym you know you don't you much. you just need a space and a ball so whether the sports or you say for on a half an hour you'll get your first team fly half or your first team shooter for netball or your first team centre midfield for hockey will do a half-hour skill session and you, and you get people to come in and do, you know, micro sessions, two-on-one, three-on-one, and then you build it up and then you end up with, with larger lots just doing fitness or whatever. But we used to have something pretty much every day either at lunchtime, in the morning or after school, and where your group, your year group would do something. And as a result, I think we are all pretty fit. It looks even like running around the gym for half an hour doing the old school burpees and press up, uh, sit ups, etc. I
0: think, um, I mean, we there's there's two I guess there's two roads we take with the COVID situation. One, we fret about the future of sport and especially competitive school sport, which looks to be beset by issues for the foreseeable future, to be honest, until there's medical changes. But we do have a really exciting opportunity to do stuff like you were saying, yeah. like be creative, and it's not. Some of it will be going full circle and bringing back stuff we've done before. But because we are likely to have less competitive direction, like cups will be affected, school fits will be affected, we will have a really cool opportunity to actually do some more stuff around the social elements of sport, as well as the physical development, which Mm. should be fun. Um, And certainly we're planning opportunities like that because we've been forced to. Where there's definitely a danger previously, we go you get lost in this uh, pursuit of professionalism whatever that means in a sport and you drive people in one direction where actually there's loads we could do like the basketball idea is fantastic different year groups obviously different sports have constraints and that but I think they're great ideas and I think we'll have a chance to do them yeah pretty soon
2: I think it's going to be hard to mix with other schools but I think your opportunities to mix within the school and you're you know it's a big school then I think you will find there are reasonable there's a reasonable chance of doing that if you can't go and visit other schools.
3: So yeah. it's
1: the- definitely something we're looking at though is to try and find a way where we can do some kind of virtual fixture against other schools. yeah um, I know that we've been doing some athletic stuff in in the Trinity group of schools yeah. Yeah. but um, I know that um, we're just trying to find other ways to, to try and f- have that outlay for students to have yeah. that competitive challenge um and i think there's a couple of different ideas in the pipeline at the moment that we're talking about um so watch this space because we're well aware that that you know actual face-to-face contact challenge is going to be tricky at the moment so uh it's it's definitely something that us and the rest of the educational sporting world i've got in their forefront of their minds
3: but if, if, if travel becomes an issue i I mean, there's obviously a bit of a link up already between the school and rugged Priory cricket and there's between the school and the rugby club or Rogation's rugby club. I would hope that, you know, we've got a, a decent football, hockey, emerging netball, rugby and cricket clubs in the town. Oh, absolutely. And whether greater links of playing each other or using facilities, etc. Because if we do get, for example, get any cricket, say in August... It doesn't have to be under the badge of rgs but there could be a group of lads who come in and play the play against the club at any Absolutely. age
0: yeah and i think that and that would be a good place to take the conversation actually obviously uh, we're definitely going to be looking at our community links um to the sport not least because in by infinite stupidity we've had the two cricket squares dug up so we can't <laughs> find them until next year anyway um but certainly and uh, i don't know whether how you guys feel that's positively affected your experiences at school is obviously how I mean, Chris, I think we probably first met each other, I reckon it was uh, about 20 summers ago, probably, playing cricket against each other. Yeah. And we've had some
3: rugby What's that, sorry? And together, I think, MCC game, I think.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, so, and is that something you feel has, has been a definite positive as an old boy, I suppose, of the school, the involvement and the links that the school has to the community?
3: Yeah, I think it's helpful. I mean, you know, there used to be a time when, sort of rite of passage you know in my age group at the cricket at school we kind of all went down on mass and played at the club um not so much in the rugby so i think i said even within like three or four years only like a couple of the boys were down at the rugby club for example but uh, i just think it's a uh, i think it's be really beneficial for both parties both for the school and for the clubs to have very strong links because i think it's good for the the clubs to be linked into the the boys and the girls coming through in the local area um and also just for the fixtures and just for a different environment to go and play because you can get a bit stuck in the rgs community but i think actually going out of that and playing with other people playing against other clubs yeah, the club cool. environment carries on for the rest of your life and in in, uh, in a real sense because you go there every weekend yeah. and obviously the, the the community of the rgs carries on kind of virtually and your mates carry on for life like having that lock base of a sport or whatever so hopefully when they they go off wherever they go next they'll think actually i I do want to join a club that does give me something make friends do stuff keep busy stay fit i think there's a lot to be said for for being involved in in clubs
1: i've always been impressed with the number of student ex-students that come down and i mean obviously i'm involved heavily with old rigations. so i've just been impressed particularly with the under 21s they come down and see their friends yeah, the, the the fixture on Christmas Eve is is huge in the local community.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and obviously being at the school for over ten years now, there's a there's a, a large proportion of the crowd that I I know and recognise, and it's 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 lovely to see to see people that you maybe haven't seen for a couple of years. But I think they're they're lots of them that they're, they're home and what they have a, a strong affiliation definitely with the area and the clubs. Yeah. Um, and the, the cricket and the rugby club being next door to each other. Are perfect, and they um, there's so many cross, there's so much crossover between students between the two clubs. I think it's great.
3: Yeah, me too, me too.
0: if I just take a step back very quick, was um, which I definitely think that I this my third school, and it's the the most. Whilst all students in lots of schools are faced with time management pressures, that it's the first school that I've worked at where the Drive in all. I suppose the major three areas with DAV as a fourth with drama, music, and sport is um, so unfiltered. Like there's no one's ever held back. You just you crack the whip and you keep trying to push it forward. Um, Plus, obviously, high academic standards. Um, I suppose to the kids, how does how do you find that affects your day to day? Because one of my primary concerns is that, and I sort of felt it a bit more in lockdown. Actually, when you're trying to do a bit of work, then you're trying to be well for me a a fake Tour de France rider then you're trying to be a dad and you've got all these other bits going on but at school it must be super hard when you you need to keep your physics teacher happy your netball coach happy you've got mum and dad happy and then you've got and I suppose mental health awareness week in that way in yourself you've got to be calm and just as stress-free as you possibly can be how do you find those challenges
4: um, I, it is quite hard to manage it all, but then, but then again, like everyone at the school in some respects is quite similar. So everyone is driven, whether that be in sport or drama or like academic. Um, but for me, I find it quite hard during lockdown because we're doing a same amount of schoolwork, if not more. And then normally for me to like relax and be with my friends, like netball helps me do that. So I think as much as it is that like, you've got obviously turning up at trainings and stuff, but I don't see that as almost, like, a chore, and, like, it's just, at the end of a school day, it is actually really nice to go and, like, play netball or just do, like, a bit of, like, fitness, and it's just, like, a different kind of, like, blurs out the other stuff, and then you're can you able to, like, focus on it more when you come back to it. Um, So I think, yes, there is almost a pressure at school because our school is so high-achieving in so many things, but it doesn't feel overwhelming when you've got everyone else and when you've got the things you like to do i
0: think yeah, that's cool. okay. tommy, how about you with slightly different obviously and again i think i can say this without being controversial but obviously there is a, a gender difference to the approaches of, of work that we see at various stages no. and <laughs> <all> <laughs> <broad story. laughs> how do you find it tommy um i sort of like
5: in terms of just work like Especially in the lockdown, like sort of, there's like quite a lot, and I'm sort of like powering through it in the early weeks, and then sort of now it's kind of like lulled out of it, and it's I don't know. I know, like at school, like I'll be in a lesson, and I'll be like, oh, I've got sport this afternoon, it's fine, and then and then I'm sort of like now it's like I've got nothing this afternoon, but then I can like do sport, but it's not the same on your own, like than doing it with all your mates and like having that sort of structure that you do with like school.
6: So, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really feel pressure at school to get everything done. I mean, the only pressure is to live up to this one. <laughs> 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 <can't> get everything. <laughs> but no, I think they always give you enough time to complete everything. So yeah. It's not really that pressure to get things
0: done. No, I'm to hear that. Because I do, again, from my experiences, I think the support network at RGS is excellent. That's not to say everyone gets everything right every time, because there are definite peaks and troughs in terms of um, for staff and students, I suppose. But I do think the sport network is excellent. And we're desperately trying to drive together um, the pastoral side of school and sport rather than seeing them as two separate things. I think, Jess, you make a brilliant point. that Actually, in some ways, you're taking care of yourself is through physical activity and sport, um, which is certainly a message I think we'd probably like more rather than seeing them as, as separate things. They're very much um linked
2: up again i think from the parent point of view it's about sort of just keeping an eye on how busy they get you know there are definitely times when they've got a lot on and it, it can feel a bit much but again trying to get them to ask for help rather than always plowing in saying oh you know i'll email you teachers i won't but i'll encourage them to to do that and actually you know sometimes you have to actually help them work out what they're going to say but they get massive support from their staff so, you know, if they go to them to say, Look, I just can't get this done now or, you know, can I come and see you about something? They always say yes, but it's about trying to get them to do it rather than always, you know, ploughing in over the top of them and doing it for them. It's
1: so a fantastic think- lesson, though, for them to pick up now, because once they leave the bubble of Rygate and they go to University and beyond, they don't have necessarily mm-hmm. such a in-depth and comprehensive support network around them from particularly the university because it's so big and so many people they just simply it's just not, not possible not a viable option so getting them to pick up that skill on you know reaching out and asking for help or clar- further clarification i think is is vital and a, a great skill for them to pick up while they're at school now
2: and i think they probably learned a bit more of that during lockdown actually i think they've had to i think it's an assess- you know i certainly know from being a teacher Working remotely, you know, more children ask you things, and you can clarify it. So I think they are learning that skill that they have to, they have to ask for help where they need it. So I think that one positive I can find.
0: And I definitely think, from a, as a teacher, um, there's two parts to that. Less parents' emails is fabulous. Glad hmm. to say that. But also,
3: you have to get up me after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I also think that it really is a highlight when students come to you to ask questions as a staff member and not just questions come to you with ideas i think that the 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 few students i've taught during this period have been fantastic for the quality of their communication it's never been expectant but it's been like appropriate and very mature which is a a good sign for moving on from, from our community wherever that may be Miss Kim I think we got time for um, one last question
1: I mean f- for me it's just if you pick up on the relevant uh, the, the current situation is there anything that you as a family have been doing and have found that that's benefited you as a group come together um you know make the, the relationship between you all stronger or it just <laughs> enabled you to have a little bit more fun because I know f- for me just w- one thing that I've, I've experienced is, the number of meals that we've had as a family where we're able to actually sit down have a chat and a proper which when we're all busy and working doesn't happen more than once twice a week and i've, I've really enjoyed that for me but i'm just thinking is there anything that you guys have been up to or uh, tried and it's worked really well for and helped you out I, I
2: would echo that that the the kind of the evenings are very different because We're not whizzing everybody around all over the place, picking people up and they're not all working in the evening. So, yeah, we do all sit down more as a family um, reasonably successfully and, you know, have food together. Whereas actually in the week, that is quite hard to do because we're not all around at the same time. And we've done quite a lot of, um, we have done sports stuff together, bike rides, going for a run. Yeah, the girls have been running, boys and and Ella, they're back in the cricket nets. They've come running with me lot of tiktok from from this one um we can so, share
1: ideas i'm yeah. sure yeah. yeah
2: lovely um so yeah i think we've kept we've all kept really busy and really active um and we probably have we have spent a lot of time all together which has mostly been really quite lovely Aww. i'll only yeah. say that once <laughs> <laughs>
3: And also your obsession with Vera on the TV. Oh, yeah,
2: lots of rubbish TV as well. A few box (laughs) sets thrown in there. Yeah. All good. All good. Netflix. (laughs)
4: It's actually been quite nice to all be at home as much as it's... It's now harder because the weather's so nice, you just want to go out with your friends. But, like, (laughs) having been at home, it is really nice because
2: we are all so busy normally. Yeah. Um, And Jess leaves home in just over a year. So we have that moment of... (laughs) This is a bit of a final time altogether.
1: <laughs> well, if you weren't planning on it, Jess, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
2: oh, <laughs> Which is not my favourite. <laughs> well, I think with
0: Tizzy, with Tizzy drawing a tear and Tommy celebrating in the background, that's probably a good time <laughs> to, it to an end. But look, guys, thanks so much. one of those conversations I think that we could probably go on and on and go deeper into each topic but thanks so much for taking the time out of half term to talk to us I think it'd be brilliantly useful for um, our alumni who we're definitely looking to engage with current students and also future students Um, there is so much to learn and share to help people's future passage look be as stress-free and enjoyable as it possibly can be which is I guess all we can ask for in that way thank you again to Mr Cooper um, with it for his fabulous questions, but um I hope to see you all really soon, though I fear otherwise. i Hopefully, we can be back on sports pictures. Dubai seems a long time ago. Really <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. I think we
2: all went though. thank goodness.
0: <laughs> but hopefully, no times will come back. But thank you very much. Thank
6: you, right.
0: Cheers. Thank
3: you. See you guys. Cheers. Now, now one can press.
0: That draws to a close, episode four of the Team Where Pilgrim podcast. Uh, next week's podcast also is set to be a laugh I minute, mean, actually. I'm quite excited about doing it, with Mr and Mrs Hetherington, who have been involved with the School as Students, uh, I think I'm fair in saying last century, um, and now involved with the school uh, as, as roles but also are the parents of three children, who two of whom are still at the school. So really interesting to see how all those perspectives actually combine. And I'm sure we will have a fascinating conversation. Until then, look after yourselves, stay active and keep well.